patrons, welcome to What You Talking About. This is Living in the Past, Patreon-only podcast where two middle-aged dudes just keep talking about pop culture. Devin, how are you doing? Well, Jeremy, as uh, I let our listeners know, a last recording that I had some days with some back injury and nursing that <laughs> back to health, um, I let you know off-air before we hit record for this one that this week I was trying to um, not re-injure my back and in doing so i actually um reactivated a hernia so um you know it's it's kind of like a coin jeremy heads or tails i'm just kind of fucked either way so um (laughs) other than that i'm ready to talk about the past (laughs) well you know it's been one of those weeks you had the academy awards you have the the slap uh, Will yes. Smith slapping Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, but then there's another story that was kind of floating around in Hollywood, and that had to do with Bruce Willis and um, basically his retirement from from acting. And of course, we love Bruce Willis here on the show, and um, big fan of all of his his work. But like in the last four years, Devin, mm. he has made. I think I'm right on this. In four years, he made 22 movies. Giddy up. And so Jeremy, could you name five <laughs> of those movies? I don't know if I can name one I, because they're all like, <laughs> like fast shot, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, blood something or, you know, quick draw. Or, it was yes, just like, there's yes. these, um, I've watched bits and parts of, I think one's called breached. There you go. Maybe I'm right. Breached. Yeah. Bruce Willis. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong, but like, you know, I, I've watched bits and pieces of these, and I think it was my wife was working nights at the hospital recently, and I and one of his one of these 22 movies he's made in the last few years was on Netflix, and so I just turned it on, and, and I, yeah. I, shit you not, I think I saw he had an earpiece, like a <laughs> earpiece wow. in to, to hear them feed his feed lines. lines. I know, yeah. I, well, I know he did a, a stage play, um, you know, recently it was misery. And, yeah. uh, so I think this might've been 2018 ish. And he had, people were talking about him having an earpiece in and obviously, um, you know, he has this brain condition and, you know, he, he cognitively, he can't act. And, mm-hmm. you know, this has probably been a problem that's been going on for years. And now it's just at a point where he really can't work anymore. And right. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but, but instead of like the controversial stuff, which there's plenty, like, did the studios know this? And they're still Mm. like paying them. And then there's a story where he fired one of the weapons that had a blank in it, obviously, but he didn't fire it when he was supposed to. And it really stunned the cast, um, a very dangerous situation that might be attributed to some of the brain issues that he's having, um, so there's all of that kind of stuff, that controversial stuff. But I just want to talk about the stuff I love about Bruce Willis yeah, and the yeah. movies he's made that I adore. Um, obviously, Die Hard is at the tip top of our list, Evan. I mean, yep. we've done that film on this show. But when you think of Bruce, are there Bruce Willis? Are there any other films that like pop into your mind immediately? Um, that you're oh, like, oh, yeah, I love that one. Right? I love I that mean- one. You've got for sure the the holy trifecta of Pulp Fiction, yeah, uh, a Sixth Sense, and then you know another one that I'm a fan of that I, I does it get overlooked? I don't know, um, but is the Jackal? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen the Jackal. Yeah, <laughs> with with Jack Black. That was like yeah. our introduction to Jack Black. Um, I, yeah, so I mean, there's definitely, yeah. especially with Pulp Fiction, I've got such fond memories, such a great soundtrack yeah. too, by the way. Um, th- those would be at the top of, of my list. Although, of course, there's there's many others that, that he was part of. But what about for you, though? Are there some that are like your go-to <laughs> Bruce movies that don't involve the phrase Die Hard in the <laughs> title? Yeah, I, I loved um, A Guilty Pleasure in his filmography is hmm. The Last Boy Scout. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Love Last Boy Scout. I, I even, you know, enjoyed uh, Unbreakable, which was, you know, the film that um, came after The Sixth Sense. Uh, right. um, Unbreakable, I think, is, is kind of like people kind of just shrugged. They were like, oh, it's okay. But I, I've seen and heard that critics in recent years really have placed that um, higher on the list of just mm. like, oh, these are, you know, this is a really good movie that he's done. Um, I thought he was great. His interplay with Paul Newman and Nobody's Fool. Oh, um, that's a good call. You know, Paul Newman might have been one of Paul Newman's last films, but uh, just the back and forth between them, I, I really yeah. appreciated that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw The Fifth Element in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of like, oh, it's pretty good. I didn't – some people, like, will place that's that – jam. Yeah, yeah, that's really high on some people's list. I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the thing for me. Um, right, right. You know, Devin, there is a movie that is on his filmography that I saw in the theater, actually, and have seen it several times since. It's a Terry Gilliam film called 12 Monkeys. Mm, and yeah. Brad Pitt's the first Oscar nominee for Brad Pitt, best supporting actor in that. It's a time travel movie. It's really yeah. mind-bending. Uh, but I, I have found that film to be wonderful. And even repeat viewings recently Mm. Um, might be something we need to do on the show. I think it fits in. I think it came out in a time frame that would make sense for living in the past. I'd have to double check though. But. Yeah, 12, 12 Monkeys was nineteen ninety five. Yeah, so that fits. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And so, did you catch on with like the going into that that mid nineties block there? Did you get into like the Armageddon craze as well, or was that something that was just kind of that you dismissed? Uh, well, I saw Armageddon in the theater. Yeah. Um, took my, I took my, it was a buddy of mine that he was a Japanese ex, kind of exchange student. Uh, he was going, I mean, I guess he wouldn't be an exchange student, but he was this Japanese friend of mine, um, living in the States for only a year was at the university of Alabama. We went and saw the movie together. He mm-hmm. thought that might've been the great, I mean, he thought this is Citizen Kane basically. Wow. And, and I'm sitting there with my arms wow. folded, like just hating the hell out of it. Wow. And then I'm so mad because I hate Armageddon. I hate Armageddon. Hate it. I mean, it is, it is in the same, Whoa, this, the same. I, I'm pushing buttons without even realizing it. And I am here for that. Um, okay, wait, I, I want to know more about this, it. but then I have to ask because you yes. are on record on this and previous podcasts mm-hmm. we've been a part of that you have hatred for both Independence, Independence Day. Day and also, uh, of course, uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. So where, where's Armageddon within it's, that? that? It's it's the next tier down, but it's really Whoa. close, like Whoa. really close. Oh my god! Okay, so go on. Here's your, here's your where it does where I don't sink to the depths of despair <laughs> like I did with like those movies, like Independence yeah. Day. 
the scene where Bruce Willis sacrifices himself at the end and, and Ben Affleck's going up the elevator screaming, I love you and all that yeah. bull crap. That yeah. actually got to me. Like I'm in the oh. theater, arms crossed, F this movie. And then that scene happens and I'm like, dang it, wow. Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, they got me. Oh so I got a little God. emotional. Of course, my buddy, his, his name was uh, Kazu, uh, my Japanese friend. He, he was, man, he pushed all the chips in the middle of the table on scene one. And when we <laughs> left, I mean, he was hugging me going, Jeremy, that's the most amazing American film I think I've ever seen. I'm like, I'm like, whatever, dude. Wow. Whatever. But yeah, I, I hate it. As you wiped away the tears. Yeah. It, 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 in some ways that makes me even angrier, you know, that like it actually impacted me. So wow. God bless Bruce Willis. Um, there's not many like a man, like where he's able to bring, especially into action genre, this like almost relatability, like, yeah, get you, yeah. dude. And yet yeah. um, he's a hero. Like he rises right. to the top and, and uh, uh, I think he might've changed. Cause at that point, Devin, like when Die Hard comes out, yeah, you got your Stallones and your sword. You have to be massive right. physically. Right. Um, and Bruce Willis changed almost the paradigm for Truly. action film. And I, yeah. I think, it's enabled us to see some of these other films to see and believe, you know, a Keanu Reeves can do what he does in the matrix. And like, right. You know, to see some of these other action stars that might not be as physically imposing as the, the stars of the 1980s. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know, I kind of appreciate Bruce for that. It made it, I, I, I felt more invested as much as I love the Schwarzenegger and the Stallone. I always mm -hmm. felt more invested in the Bruce Willis action films or characters that are similar, you know, and, and, physically you know well and you know I, there was something that. that willis was really good at and i agree with you as far as him being kind of like the the every guy yeah there was something that he did really well though that those other action movie stars like stallone and like schwarzenegger didn't do yeah. as well and he had just he could deliver <laughs> comedic lines yeah. so well and you know yeah. like don't get me wrong obviously with both Stallone and Schwarzenegger. We have plenty of one-liners that we can go to, but those are sometimes unintended comedic parts right, where Willis's right. characters inevitably were just kind of like streetwise smart asses, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. that there was just there was some beauty with that. Regardless of the film, he his characters by and large always had that that kind of cynical edge to him. And I yeah. think that's one of the things that I appreciate most about the characters that he's played. Yeah. It, it, we're gonna miss that Bruce Willis, and and it's sad you know, these 22 films that he's made at the end of his career, obviously uh, the money's good. And if studios are going to pay, I guess that's great. Um, you know, but I've, I've seen parts of those movies and I'm like, it's, it's, Oh, like let's bury them away. Give them the money, but let's bury these films away. Let's remember, yeah. uh, you know, when he was at the top of his game and, and I, right. I haven't seen glass, which is sort of the sequel to unbreakable. Mm. Um, I haven't seen that movie. I need to. It's it's on the list to watch, but um, that might be sort of his last hurrah, the last mm. movie where um, he had sort of like some of his, his his you know cognitive abilities that we appreciate from earlier in his right. career. So right, um, right, makes me want to go check that out. But uh, yeah, patrons, let us know. Like, what are like. Some of your favorites. What did we miss? I'm kind of skimming through his filmography, and 
Um, I've seen pretty much everything, which is another wow. testimony to to him um, and just the type of actor he was. I, I would always buy into whatever he's doing, you know, give it a shot. So <laughs> even watching like crappy next Netflix movies, you know, <laughs> like, oh, it's Bruce. I'll give it a shot. So, yes. Um, oh, yes. man. So, Devin, have you been uh, thinking any more about our tournaments? We started it with the Hoosiers episode, our, our best sports movies between 74 and what 97 yeah um are are you are you are you first are you okay with your with the picks that we came to i, I mean clearly you know the sun came up today and, uh, and i <laughs> got out of bed um i yeah you know this week i'm i'm honest with you though i this is going to be a tough week for me so ask me again next week <laughs> and that'll probably be a better indication but I, I mean I'm looking forward to this um I, I watched the actual NCAA men's semifinals yes. yesterday yes Woo! and I'm, I'm kind of I have that feeling kind of going into this as yeah. well like there's going to be some coach K's that are going to yes. retire from this round of the tournament today and that, that makes me sad all Not right I mind that Duke lost I could give a shit about <laughs> coach K and Duke, but yeah that was that was uh Boy, Carolina fans must be just like smoking the cigars, drinking the whiskey, yeah. toasting, yes. taking down Coach K. Yeah. Um, I guess we start in the middle of the bracket. So here's what we got. Um, we, we Rocky is up against Rudy, so number mm. one yep. versus a number eight seed. Then we have a league of their own, and that, that goes up against Hoosiers, so a, right. a, a 12 seed. League of Their Own beat out um, Bull Durham, so it was a big, yeah. big upset. League of Their Own Hoosiers is another matchup. We got Major League and Field of Dreams. So Major League was an yep. 11 seed, beat the Natural. Field of Dreams beat Slapshot, and then at the bottom of the bracket, our number two seed Raging Bull is going up against the number seven seed Longest Yard. Um, I guess we need to start with. Uh, we could go with Field of Dreams Major League or Hoosiers League of Their Own. Which would you prefer to start with? I don't know because I'm going to cry coming out of both of these heads up. But um, we can we can go League of Their Own and, and Hoosiers. We can we can okay. deconstruct that first. Okay. That's fine. Let's okay. just rip the bandaid off. Let's do it. <laughs> so does League of Their Own have a shot? Well, listen. We so we're going back to one of the things that we brought up on last episode. Like, right. it's not necessarily even looking at like the film, the cinematography, or anything else, but we're looking at its influence on pop culture. Yeah. And I, like, I'm wondering, like, even Gen Z kids, yeah, have 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 said the line, "There's no crying in whatever." Right. Right. They, right. they, they they've probably never even seen the film all the other. So yeah, like, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant, Jeremy. If we're going by the the pure guideline and framework of that that has an enduring um impact on pop culture it's hard right. to outdo a league of their own and at the same time i gotta say like hoosiers is ultimately the better film so uh, yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, say hoosiers and and here's why i um, okay okay uh who was i talking to i was talking to a, a, a one of my students dads and and he said um we were talking about I'm moving back, obviously, to California. His dad was like, great. You know, he goes, when the Golden State Warriors had their, you know, great season where they went, I think they went 73 and something. They didn't win the title that year, but they were just like yeah. destroying everybody. Yeah. He said, I, it was a dream to go see them play. I went, I flew out and saw the Golden State Warriors play out in, wow. you know, Oakland. And, 
and and so we were we were talking about that and for some reason he's a sort of aware of the podcast and uh and i said we're doing hoosiers you know and he said he goes yeah and he goes before um they came out they showed the slow clap scene from hoosiers wow in the arena at where the and and then the the golden state warriors came out with the with the crowd clapping you know and clapping faster and faster and faster and faster as they they came out and i'm like so uh, hoosier still has a pop culture you know (laughs) influence Um, all the gen z kids that were in the stadium that night going looking at the screen who are the white kids clapping who are the white (laughs) what are the white kids doing so yeah wow okay all right well uh, there you go there there is your real world connection right there so did i make a case for hoosiers to beat league of their own i yes i will we will say goodbye to league of their own there'll be a little crying on a podcast but um, we'll go we'll go with hoosiers all right so hoosiers wins we'll we'll talk about who they'll match up against in just a moment Let's talk major league filled of dreams. Oh. This I I'm looking at the bracket. You know, we have three other matchups. This yeah. is the hardest one for me of the all actually of all of them. Um, yeah, I'm I not kind of sure what both are films from '89. Um, yep. I laughed my butt off with major league as a yeah. teenager. The adoration I feel for major league is. <laughs> off the charts um as a middle-aged dude i watched phil dreams about two years ago Mm -hmm. Devin, it had an impact like emotional impact i loved it and saw it a little bit differently than i had seen it before so i'm Mm. at a loss on what to put uh as the winner of this 11 seed versus three seed matchup major league versus phil dreams where do you land well you know, I, I think, yeah, absolutely agree with you tend to see, especially Field of Dreams, a little different as as you get a little more seasoned in life. I think, you know, Field of Dreams for me, Jeremy, is like that fucking song, Cats in the Cradle. It just makes me realize what a horrible parent I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so for that reason, fuck Field of Dreams, Jeremy. It's Major League. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I just needed someone to just <laughs> validate. Uh, yeah, my shallowness yeah. and yeah, you're I'm, yeah here I, to do it. So I have you. no F's left to give. Parenting <laughs> has been done. Been for yourselves, kids. I'm watching Major League. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's nothing like drinking a beer watching Major League. It's good stuff. All right. And I cried in that film. That film makes me cry. Hey, there's some moments. It's surprising. Surprising moments. Um, and so I, will, I will tell you this. So we we when I was coaching baseball uh, yeah. a few years back at the high school level and we had an athletic director who did not get along with our head varsity baseball coach and uh at at one point in the middle of the season like right before going into playoffs um the the athletic director pulled some shenanigans and really i mean he was living the equivalent of the owner in major league yeah yeah and so as i as i'm like literally driving in my car and i'm like texting back and forth with the head baseball coach and i just sent him the clip of of you know the yes. in, the indians in the locker room it's like well guess there's just one thing to do win the whole thing yes and he's just like yes so I, there's just so many gems to pull out of that yeah. film so yeah it's that i'm confident even though some people are probably just like driving off the road and skipping their rhythm on the treadmill because of this major league is the clear winner here hey you know we're listen 
we can we can do whatever we want. It's our show. It's fine. <laughs> like it's major league. Oh, yeah, huh? That's right. Major league. Major league. It is. Major league. Um. Longest yard, Raging Bull. Uh, yeah. Our seven seed versus our two seed. Raging yeah. Bull is just, it's a masterpiece on so many levels. Um, longest yard, similar to Major League in some ways. There's some funny moments. And right. there's some decent football moments. Um, you got to love Longest Yard just for the 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 all the co-stars that they were they managed to right. pull onto this right. onto it was this literally like a cannonball run yeah cast there yeah 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 and burt reynolds i think played at florida state and so yeah like he was believable as the lead playing football you know so there was it wasn't it didn't feel far-fetched as he ran right. around and you know ran the sweep and um but when I look at Raging Bull, I, I just I'm like, how can I pick against it? Can we pick against Raging Bull, Devin? No, I I think this one that this is like that that clear difference in in the seating with this. I mean, yeah. longest yard comes in at seven, which is actually fairly high to be honest with you. Yeah. And Raging Bull is the number two seed, but I think Raging Bull wins in a knockout, Jeremy. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of knockouts, I I yeah. can't. I hate Rudy with a passion because he's. Notre Dame story. Um, <laughs> just hate it. I, I mean, it really, it's like, give me a break. I, I can think of 15 better stories of the University of Alabama than Rudy. Um, so it's hard for me to pick. I, I didn't want to get it. I, I thought white men should, wow. can't jump, uh, should have won. So we got Rocky yeah. against Rudy. Wow. Um, Devin, you're going to have to pick this. If you pick... Um, Rudy, the friendship's over. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> it's Rocky, right? Oh, well, I mean, but, but look here. Look, look, I mean, here, here's the thing, though. Like, both are the underdog stories, yes. right? Which is yes. one of the reasons that they have held, they've held their their place in pop culture for so long. I right. I think that one of the things that makes Rudy so accessible was because he was five foot nothing, a hundred yes. nothing, and barely a speck of athletic ability. Yeah. And and Rocky, like, although he was the underdog, he was this, like, very muscular underdog. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so I think Rudy on so many levels is, is much more accessible. I also think the vast majority of folks that have any affinity for sports-related films, especially dudes, they that at some point just about all dudes have played football, whether it was in the backyard, out right, on the street in right. pop Warner or, or maybe high school, the old Al Bundy Polk high route. Right. Right. Um, right, right. And, and so I, I think that, you know, it, it makes its obvious appeal for a sure. very, very sure. wide um, breadth of, of audience. Um, what you're expecting me to do now is pivot and tell you Rocky is the, you're not going to do that. I'm not sure you? I'm ready to do that. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> David. Um, <laughs> listen, Rocky, convince me, convince me. All right. All right. First, yeah. Rocky's one of the great characters of the late seventies, 1980s. <laughs> They're making Rocky movies. And, uh, I think 2006 was Rocky Balboa, obviously Creed in the, you yeah. know, whenever that was, uh, and then there's Creed three is filming right now. Um, wow. They're filming Creed I did, I, three. I did not know that. Wow. Um, listen, just that first Rocky alone, um, yeah. Academy Award winning film. Um, it got best screenplay. 
Um, it, best picture. Um, Apollo Creed is a phenomenal character that mm. is pitted against uh, Rocky. So you have in the story, you have this juxtaposition of the heavyweight champion, great, very Muhammad Ali-like. Uh, obviously, you know, Carl Weathers was a college, and, and I think he played some pro football linebacker. So he mm. was this incredible athlete that was able to pull off the boxing scenes yeah. Um, you have this story that just the mean streets of Philadelphia and just like Rocky kind of scraping together. Um, it just builds and builds and builds. And then you get to this incredible 15 round fight. And, you know, just like you said a second ago, you know, are you expecting me to do this? But I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. You're expecting Rocky to win and he doesn't. And he loses split decision. And you you have such mixed emotions like he did it he proved it he didn't win but i feel like he won and it, it, mm. it there's a beautiful complexity to it i mean the fact that he gets his eyes cut with razor blades in the fight he uh yeah. to to bring down the swelling he breaks apollo's ribs um i mean it's just there's so many classic moments there's the training montage running the steps how many people have run the steps in their lives that go to philadelphia like there's probably, a s- probably less than a walk through to <laughs> touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's a statue. Yeah. Not of Rudy, but of a fictional character, Rocky <laughs> in, in Philly. Right. Um, right. I, I just think Rocky is, is had such a bigger stamp on pop culture and, and in film and the sequels that have come. The character himself is great. I mean, we're making a third film of Creed, the son of Apollo, the villain of Rocky. I mean, it's just amazing the longevity the story has had. Um, you know, it's based on a true story, sort of. Uh, Chuck Wepner, I think was his name, fought Muhammad Ali in 75, maybe 76. Um yeah. Chuck goes the distance. I think he, well, I think he got knocked out maybe in the 15th or he, he might've gone the distance, uh, but he knocked Rocky down. I mean, he knocked uh, Ali down. So there's this, that's kind of where the story started to form in Stallone's mind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could put Rocky in at any point and I'll just, I'll just keep going with it. And I tell you what, if it's the scene leading up to the fight and I'm like, Oh, the fight's about to start. I'll stick around and watch it. I, I just, I've seen it way and more you, times. And you won't do that with Rudy. You don't. You know, if 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 you mm. he's not face to face with the janitor and the janitor starts <laughs> clapping and stuff, you 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 tell him you turn away from the TV. Listen, Rudy's great. Um, <laughs> in a weird alternate reality. Um, yeah, yeah. But Rocky's a classic. Rocky's a classic. And but, okay, okay. But listen, like Notre Dame <laughs> and Rock or Notre Dame and Rudy win that game against Georgia Tech. You yes. go back to your, what you just said as far as. It's 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 a draw, and I mean let's let's if we're gonna use sports um and related movies, let's let's bring some more in there. And like, wasn't it Ricky Bobby who said like, if you're not first, you're last? So I mean, <laughs> well, I think that's the message of Rocky. It's 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 it, he realizes it, it's it's not about the win. It's about I went the distance. I proved to everyone I'm not a bum. I I fought, and and some people would say he won. And of course, they have the rematch the next film. He wins. So I, I just, you know, he, you know, he has, you know, he, he has Adrian, 
He has a robot in a few in a few films. <laughs> <laughs> he, right. uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Rocky is just he's just special. He's a once in a generational um, hero, and 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 I think I, I think it's the type of story that people in the late seventies needed. Um, mm. And and I think a lot of people felt like they were losing and somehow they hitched up to Rocky and that story and just went with them. And we're just like, I'm buying into this, you know, he might've lost to these judges, uh, but, but um, you know, he's the champ. And so I can't, I can't say Rudy's a better film. I just can't do that. That is, I feel like I'm, I'm betraying my humanity. If I say that. Okay, the, uh, then uh, uh, let's let's put that to the test then. Okay, so uh, I will go along with Rocky over okay. Rudy if you're willing if you're willing to do a live recording of you watching either Independence Day or Forrest Gump. <laughs> Devin, damn you! Um, well, which is it? Because if it, uh, which one? I'll let you. I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. All right. Uh. Independence Day. Oh, you bastard. You bastard. (laughs) All right. I I feel this strongly about Rocky. Whoa. That I will do some horrific commentary. My my back's feeling better already. All right. Rocky, it is. is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right. We're down to the uh, semifinals. We will, um, we're, we're going to talk through. Um, our picks here, but then we'll do the final round. We'll do it on our our next What You Talking About episode. Uh, so, Devin, Rocky Hoosiers, Major League Raging Bull. Um, the first matchup, Rocky and Hoosiers, is really hard for me. Um, let's just stay with that. What, what would you, where do you lean when you see Rocky and Hoosiers? Yeah, well, again, right, if we're talking about films that have a lasting impact on pop culture. If we're also talking about films that you can kind of, I guess, pick up at any point in the film, if it's streaming or if it's on TV or something, for those of you that still have TV, (laughs) cable TV. um, I think both of those are, you know, those both check the boxes. Like this is super difficult. This this almost comes down to, um, I, I think some of it has to do with, where you grew up and how old you were when you saw these films the first time. I, I think that's, yeah, that's really what this is going to come down to with these, these two films. Well, let, let me ask this question. Yeah. So you, you enter a room, it's a theater seating room, living room with a yeah. giant screen. Yeah. And you sit down and you get your favorite snacks mm. and you're kicking back and two images show up yeah. on a touch screen in front of you, Rocky yeah. and Hoosiers Mm. For this giant theater, like living room theater, home theater experience, yeah. all the bells and whistles, wow. you have to pick one to experience this, this space. What film do you watch? Rocky or Hoosiers? You know, I've always felt that Rocky is, for all of the wonderful boxing scenes we have and the underdog story, it almost feels like I have to gear up emotionally for that whereas mm. Hoosiers to me feels like it's more of a fun ride 
Right. Um, right. So I, that's really going to come down to what snacks I have. Uh, <laughs> if I get to be in the room by myself, um, and and um, probably what what I have to do at work the next day. I, I I could go either way with those. But what about you though? Because that's a super interesting scenario that does make me kind of reconsider my original thoughts. Listen, I have such a love for both sports. Um, love boxing. Um, yeah. When I saw Rocky, it just for the first time, I was it was around the same time I saw Hoosiers. So I saw it probably for the for Rocky for the first time right around. I saw well, Rocky three came out in eighty two. I saw that in the theater, so yeah. I must have saw Rocky right around that same time. Um, Rocky's special to me, but I think if I if I gave myself that scenario, sitting down, yeah. perfect home theater situation, favorite snacks, kicking back, reclining. I'm watching Hoosiers. And I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that because Rocky is so special. Um, but I think I would enjoy that theater kind of experience with Hoosiers. And I that's the the button I would push. I'd say, I'm going to watch yeah. Hoosiers tonight. And um, um, Rocky is interesting because as great as the fight is, there's yeah. some pretty slow moments leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that way with Hoosiers. Hoosiers is pretty fast-paced. There's always something interesting going on. Um, it feels very modern, whereas Rocky is is like firmly entrenched in the seventies. Uh, it's sort of like when when people talk about like a New Hope, um, the, yeah. the younger audiences of, of Star Wars, the Star Wars fandom. A lot of times you'll hear like, "I loved it, but it was kind of slow." And Rocky's that yeah. way as well. Yeah. Um, so Hoosiers, I, th- I find to be top to bottom a little bit more entertaining. I would enjoy that experience probably more as much as I like Rocky. So I would go with Hoosiers as a winner. Yeah. And I certainly like, if we're going to put it in, in those terms, I certainly have like fonder memories associated with Hoosiers mm-hmm. than like the first time I saw Rocky. So right. I, I could go with Hoosiers and probably still sleep at night. Okay. All right. That's one of our finalists right. is Hoosiers. Now we got I feel major like such league. a hypocrite because I still believe that it's not <laughs> one of the top three basketball films ever made, but whatever. <laughs> well, we got, we are gonna have to talk about that on the next episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. major league raging bull. I'm almost tempted to major league, dude. I, Bro, I'm so I'm just close. Telling you, major league. Like that is a movie that I'm, I would like, I would plan to watch that. Yeah. I would, I'm just like, I, it, it feels like major league, like baseball just is like, it's just, Opening day is this week, um, right. this coming right. week that, that we're recording. Um, I, right. I, I love baseball more than any other sport around. And Major League, it just, for me, it hits all the right notes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, Raging Bull, like, put that up with your your Citizen Kane and, and stuff like that. But, like, that's, dude, that's emotional investment for, like, yeah. like you have to, like, gear yourself up ahead of time for that, in my non-humble opinion. Listen, I... So I've seen Raging Bull a total yeah. of three times. I've watched it. Okay. Start um, to finish? Yeah, start to finish all the way through. Okay. I've seen the I've seen several scenes. Yeah. Uh, if, when he fights Sugar Ray Robinson, the time okay. where he just gets completely oblivious. I think he fought Jake LaMotta in real life. I think fought Sugar Ray Robinson five or six wow. times. Wow. But the, the scene where he gets just bludgeoned, blood goes into the crowd. And yeah. I've seen that scene a million times. So I've seen lots of scenes from Raging Bull. But sitting yeah. down from beginning to end, I've I've watched it three times. Um, first time I was it was in the eighties, um, and I didn't see it again until I was in a college film class. And then I've watched wow. it relatively recently for the third time. Yeah. Wow. If I had the opportunity, like this 
just like with the other two films, Rocky yeah. and Hoosiers, I'm watching Major League probably 10 out of 10 times. Like, if those are my choices, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch. Yeah. I'm going to have more fun with this. It's enjoyable. I, I'm going to laugh. It's right. it's a great movie to drink a beer with. Yeah. As yeah. a, quote, film, like Raging Bull is on a whole other level of filmmaking. Totally. Totally. Artistically, yeah. character, like it is, you could write yeah. multiple essays on it. Totally. I think you could maybe write an essay on Major League if that. Well, I mean, that, like, <laughs> listen, but I said this, I know, on one of our last episodes too. Like, as far as sports movie goes, yeah. Major League is one of the few sports movies that sells it as far as right. there's a live action crowd there and it's actually packed and people are are, are with it. Yes. Yes. I, I so would agree. I, I, it, it feels yeah. very um, lived in real. Like you feel like yeah. you're there a lot of it's times. It's authentic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have zero problems saying that Major League. Right. <laughs> We're, Major <laughs> League's in the finals, right. dude. Oh my gosh. People are just losing their minds in their cars right now. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I love it. All right, so our finals is set. We'll talk about it on the next What You Talking About episode. It's Hoosiers, 1986, first major league. Brilliant. 1989. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Devin, we're, we're, um, we are, at this moment, we're almost 40 minutes into the show, and we haven't even got to our yeah. main topic, which yeah. is best uh, video games of the 1980s. We sort of have two categories. We have... The console games that we would play, right? Sorry, right. twenty six hundred, um, yeah. as an example. Or the other topic is is like going to the arcade to play games, right. and right. and there is yeah. there's some differences where you might see Space Invaders in both places. Those there there's differences. Um, yeah. Yeah. When do you want to start the Atari version of Pac Man <laughs> and the Midway version of Pac Man? Go ahead. Uh, uh, do you want to start with arcade? I think that might be a little yeah, more fun. fun. Let's start with arcade. Yeah, that's fine. Um, sure. Yeah. What are some of the the arcade games that when you think of your experiences growing up, going to the arcade, yeah. what were some of the games that you were drawn to as a as a kid to play games? Like what what were those games for you and your friends? Yeah. So I lived like so I walked. Um, it was only uphill one way, but from, from kindergarten through sixth grade, I, I walked to school. And between my house and school was a a 7-Eleven, which for some reason we had dubbed the name Speedies. But anyway, yeah. Um, and they always had video games in there. So we'd always like play a video game on our way to school. And then at, at junior high, it wasn't it wasn't a middle school at the time, between the school and home, someone had actually had, there was like an actually a legit arcade yeah so dropped mini quarters and or put up mini quarters on the marquee of the game to signal that i was in the queue to play next um here are some of the games that i, I enjoy the most and, and would probably still play today even if it's one of like the the raspberry pi uh modded versions um i am such a fan of tron and even more so discs of tron that that game, they they actually have like a a retro one, full size cabinet oh. on sale right now on QVC, and I've just been I've been telling myself I don't need it, and yet, <laughs> good lord, that would be amazing to have in yes. in the studio. Yes, um, I was never very good at Pac Man or Defender. Um, I enjoyed Golden Axe because then you got you know you got your yeah. group of of buddies working together on Golden Axe, so I dug yep. that. Pole position was always fun a, as well. I think those are some of the ones that I I have the the fondest memory. And there was one called, I think it's Xevious. 
And mm, interesting. it was one of those ones where you, it, you know, it's top to down um, yeah. scrolling. And as yeah. you go, you, as you blow things up and collect things like you, your, your ship gets bigger and has more guns and all that stuff. Um, totally love that one as well. Right, but what are right. some of the ones that stick out in your mind and your experience? Yeah. I, so Galaga was obviously one you could mm. just go to and play and you felt like yeah, it, it would lie to you. Like you could that. hang with yeah. it. You know, yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I could do this, I can do this, and then you would be crushed. Um, yeah. but Galaga was it would it was an easy play where you yeah. would you would feel somewhat successful, make it a little ways and then get crushed. Right. Dude, I loved Asteroids was a game I, I would oh. play. Um Space Invaders I was aware of it, but I did not play it when I was in the arcade because I had it oh. on the Atari. So I was like, eh, okay. I don't want to play it. Yeah. Um yeah. I'll tell you a couple games because you you mentioned Golden Axe. There was a similar game called Gauntlet. Yes, um, yes. it came out mid eighties, I think around yeah. eighty five. Yeah, my friends and I would play that. Yeah, all the time. But Great game, the game for me growing up was Tron. I yes, think seriously, the light the light cycles. Yes. Um, oh, I had no idea. That's so yeah. rad. It was. Okay. I think it I'm was have to buy that thing then. It was the number one. <laughs> it was the number one game, and it was. Yeah. I have some incredibly fond memories of playing with with some some dear friends. Um, there was I lived on um, Hickam Air Force Base on Oahu, yeah, uh, in the Hawaiian Islands, and there was a kind of like a kind of the officers' club. There yeah. was a they had a little arcade where the they had like a it wasn't their main restaurant. It was like kind of a snack bar area. Yeah, and I me and my buddies would ride our bikes down, and they had Tron, and they had. Star Wars game attack yeah. trench run. Yeah. And we would just, those were the two games they had, and we played those nonstop. Um, I might have so snuck great. in and snuck some quarters from my dad's change box <laughs> to go down to the to those two that arcades. So and, and of course, great. I went to all the all the other arcades that you know you would go to. You know, there was the place called the Fun Factory. There was, mm. you know. Uh, there's all these big name arcades, but um, those two games uh, there at the officers club was, was really, you know, a big deal. I, the game I was very enamored by, but I wouldn't play it. And I don't know why was dragon's Lair, the animated yes. game where yeah. you, where you kind of, yeah. you know, you would play out this cartoon and it came out like when I was about in 83 was when it came yeah. out. And I, I always eyeballed that, but I never thought I could last long enough. And, and, and the reason why it was one of the games that had the biggest crowd around it. Yeah. And so no matter who was playing, there would be all these strangers watching you play. And right. I would typically, unless I was with buddies playing like a gauntlet, I would typically shy away from that. Right. And try to find the games that no one really cared about. They, they were yeah. a little bit older that I could play and probably my quarter could last a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so Dragon's Lair, I was always like, I would love to play it, but I'm I'm not. Um yeah, those Is there were the games that just ones. always frustrated the hell out of you. Like you just like you wanted to play it or did play it, but it just like you just got your ass kicked every time. Um whew, uh the game I wanted to be better at. I was decent, but I wanted to be better at was a was a it came out around the time Top Gun came out and it was called Afterburner. Mm. And oh, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. typically be in the, you know, you're flying like an F-14 Tomcat. Right. And 
And I wanted so bad to be a badass on that game, and I never could. I, I could make it for a while, but yeah. there was always three or four kids in the arcade that could go play that game longer. And yeah. I, I would, and there was always a little, a little crowd. It wasn't like Dragon's Lair when it, Dragon's Lair was at its height. Yeah, um, because Dragon's Lair was truly different. But but Afterburner was pretty cool. Um, yes, I agree. They had some of the stand up versions of it, but the one that I recall was you know you sit down in like an actual cockpit. and and fly and i never i were you into like getting tickets for games and cashing those in because i i never was really that into it i was like whatever no i mean we we had a couple places in town that did that but i was that never really i think you know the only place that i maybe did that well there's the boardwalk that did that and then for i don't know maybe four or five years chuck e cheese was in town but that that closed long ago Yeah. yeah yeah you know there's always like there was always some of the popular games that even kids that i hung out with were like exceptional at, yeah. or at least in my perspective, exceptional at. And I just, I could never get good. Like Defender, like yeah. just, I suck monkey balls at that game. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, no. like the same yeah. way was, was was Donkey Kong. Like I mm-hmm. never got good at Donkey Kong. Right, right. Yeah, I, Donkey Kong was one of those that, um, I think, what was that? There was a documentary that came out, The King of Kong. Yeah, such a great movie. It's a phenomenal documentary. And even back in the day, it was one of those games that people were competing on. Yes. It it was, you know, everyone kind of had that. Without every game, you would see who's the top. But, like, Donkey Kong, the scores were so out of control on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like you, man. I couldn't get it timed right. Um, Yeah. I often I felt like I was it was just I was losing money. You know, another game that I felt that way that I loved because I was a huge Road Warrior fan, the yeah. Mad Max, it was Spy Hunter. And Yes, I was going to say that I love that game. Yeah, Spy Hunter was a favorite and yeah. I would go out like a bitch all the time <laughs> on that game. And my friends would just it was one of the ones that I just couldn't I just wasn't good at, and yeah. my friends would just just roast me, and <laughs> um, yeah, it was it okay. was and when it, I think it eventually showed up on the consoles at home, and okay, um, you know, you know, one of the games that was similar though, I think of all those games that I wanted to play that I wasn't quite good enough at, because there were some yeah. that I I legitimately w- would walk up, put a quarter, and I'm like, I would like kind of look around me like watch this you know and i yeah, could yeah, play for yeah. a long time but when not mike tyson's punch out but the original punch out um okay i think that hit 86 maybe i can't remember yeah. maybe before yeah. that um but i remember i was i was middle schoolish when that was really raging and yeah um dude i love of course i love boxing we were talking about rocky earlier yeah but I could not make it that far, and and I loved that game, and I it was a crowd game. I would go get sit around and watch people play it, and just if someone was just dominating, I would be they would be my hero. I'm like, you are awesome. You're an awesome human for how long love. you can last at Punch Out. And so I love that. Yeah, it was it was a great it was a fun arcade game. Everyone would gather around that one. Um, but man, the arcade was a special place during that totally. time. And, you know, it shows up in our pop culture, like war games, the movie war games. And I mean, you're even seeing it in T2 in 1990, you know, the, mm. there's an arcade scene at the beginning and they're just part of our pop culture. Yeah. Um, 
it was a place to go and hang out. It was fun. Um, there's a competitive element to it. Yep. I, I really miss that. I haven't been able to like, I mean, my kids have gone to, a, we, we did a birthday for my son recently, but they didn't just have arcades. They had like a roller rink. They had Whoa. a laser tag course. Whoa. They had all this stuff. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, back in the day, you know, yeah, you might get a putt-putt, but normally it was just the arcade and that's all you yeah. needed. Um, yeah. But just being a big Gen Xer, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was special, man. It was a special um, place. Um, for me and my friends. I would not let my 10-year-old daughter go near an arcade. <laughs> That's a whole other episode because I I, <laughs> I would ha I keep it close eye on my kids if if I were to if we were to go back. But um console games, what was different for you? What what oh, games man. showed up on the consoles that that you like really were into? Yeah, I mean, I was the first kid on the block with the Atari 2600, yeah. and I, it's funny because my old man hated that thing. Mm. Nice day outside, you know, as you, you passive-aggressive walk by, see the nice day outside, you be, be outside, put that thing away, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't. Um, I have some great memories on that Atari 2600, one playing combat and air sea battle with the old man oh um, yeah you know and i don't that's not even eight bit graphics it was like four bit graphics yeah. or something they yeah. were, they were horrible um I, I think you know some of the other ones when activision really came out activision was kind of the thing for atari because they right. had <laughs> like better games yeah and so I, I distinctly remember some activision games i, I think like when it comes to that atari 2600 the, the two games if you said like pick two those are yours forever i would go with yars revenge yes and i would go with pitfall yeah pitfall was a huge one in the rotation for me yeah. there was a game that kind of came out later in the atari 2600 called phoenix and i played that mm. a lot um okay really enjoyed that one it, it kind of had a yars revenge kind of vibe to it um yeah. Adventure. That was another popular Adventure was a good that. one. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I even, believe it or not, I mean, me and my buddies, we would sit around, we'd play the Indiana Jones game, Raiders Lost Ark game, and trying to find the Ark was pathetically bad. Um, E.T. even I, made it into the say. console. <laughs> was even worse. Um, yes. When Nintendo came out, I was a little bit older, obviously. Uh, Kung Fu was like, played constantly yeah. um yeah. i liked that yeah. in the arcade but i couldn't get the timing down and so when it came yeah. out on console i was like oh thank god i could just play this over and over and over and over again which i did recently Devin. yeah i just went on youtube and watched someone play through it takes like 15 minutes and i watched someone play all the way <laughs> and just like I did that. I watched it on YouTube. I'm one of those That's guys. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, when uh, my, my friend Mike had the NES, and oh my goodness, like, I, <laughs> that was the point in my life where it was like, Fridays and Saturday nights, we would just like stay up all night long. Yes. And I mean, I remember, you know, the, you know, one of the things that you never really got a chance to do with Atari um. Right. They had very few games where you would do like collaborative stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Nintendo comes out and my goodness, Jeremy, I can't even tell you yeah. how many hours we spent playing Contra on Nintendo. Yes. Or, yeah. Of course, Tecmo Bowl and the wrestling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, 
And Tecmo was just like, that was a game changer. I mean, that it was really like was. so much part of pop culture at the time. Like there were legit like Tecmo Bowl, like teams with your buddies and yeah. <laughs> going against other buddies. And just like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And if, and if anyone got the Raiders, you're fucked. I mean, with Bo Jackson, yeah. Marcus Allen, like <laughs> might as well forget it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So oh true. man. Yeah. It, uh, Tecmo was was all was played a lot in in the apartment um, when I was in college. It was a game that was showing mm. up. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, it's interesting that generational change. I, I really remember like like games like Duck Hunt and using a mm. gun and thinking this is so cool, you know. And yeah. uh, you know, even like even Super Mario Brothers, you know, as as yeah. a game that yeah. that really dominated a lot of my time. There's a reason why it's one of the classics. Um, I think when it's all said and done, I still the Atari twenty six hundred games. There was something about them in my nostalgic brain that when someone says, "What were your favorite video games in the nineteen eighties?" I think mm. my mind mainly goes to the the Atari games, which is really yeah. odd. Because yeah. graphically, the Nintendo games and, of course, you know, Sega Genesis kind of, I think, creeps in right at the end of the 80s, maybe early 90s. Right. But, right. but like, it's Atari for me. Atari 2600 games. And it's it's playing with my dad. Playing a game like Combat where you're bouncing yeah. the tank shot off the wall. And, yes, yes. You know, it's just it's fun. And and it was there was a basic feel to it. And I, I really love it for that. And, and I would be... I would be down to trying to buy one of those like Ataris that has all the games preloaded on it, you know, and you just totally. plug it in, you know. Well, it's uh, funny you say that <laughs> because I actually have that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I keep it in my classroom because yes. my, my last my last unit of every year in U.S. history is pop culture. And so I'm just like, OK, kids, like I don't tell them it's the Atari or whatever, yeah. but I'm just like, OK, so tomorrow you're going to get a chance to challenge me in any video game that you want. And, and so then I'll plug in the, you know, it's, it's the retro one where you just yeah. hook it up via, you know, the HDMI or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, pick whatever game. And there's like, graphics are terrible. I'm just like, bro, like, don't even tell me Shut about graphics. Up. <laughs> and I, I will just say, and I'm going to have to knock on wood here, but I, I, I'm 15 years. I'm undefeated. Jeremy. I, That's I, beautiful. no kid has ever beat me at an Atari 2600 game. That's beautiful. Like I, yeah. I, well. I would be bound to lose. Like there's just knowing me, but well, but, yeah. but you, you, Jeremy, when you and I worked together before, like kids would bring in their playstations and yeah. like, we'd play like the Star Wars, and I would just, I'd be dead before I even knew where I was on <laughs> that's the, right. on the on the playing field. So <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's curse those children. So Jeremy, I just want to tell you this. Um, yes. I was doing a little bit of research as you were unpacking. Yeah. Um, some of your memories. So arcade, the number one. Arcade1up.com. You yes. can get the Tron arcade machine that includes both Tron and <gasps> discs of Tron oh. for the very, very reasonable price of $699. You know, for middle-aged men, that's the tempting. It's a tempting. I'm just saying if we're sharing thing. classroom space next year, it it might need to appear. It might. Okay. Yeah, it might need to. <laughs> I, but the wheels are turning. The wheels yeah. are yeah. turning. Well, patrons, yeah. thanks so much for, for listening, supporting us, supporting the show. What do you think? What did you play? What do you love? Obviously, some of our patrons were not even alive in the 1980s, so <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of question to ask you, but if you were to play a video game that we talked about, which one would you play? Uh, so thank you guys so much. Hey, we got coming up. Um, 
We're still kind of on that track of going back and revisiting some of the films of 82 and in 92, but we got Blade Runner coming up. And so we're going to be talking about not only Blade Runner, but is it the best sci-fi of all time? If not, what is? Um, And then as we roll into April a little bit further, it's Reservoir Dogs. That came out in 92. It's the 30th anniversary. Wow. Um, And are what you're talking about. We'll finish out the tournament on what you're talking about, see who our winner is, best sports movie. Uh, But we got a further conversation to Tarantino, but we'll be talking a little bit more Pulp Fiction, and it might be fitting with Bruce Willis's announcement. So we'll be talking Mm. Reservoir Dogs on the main show, but then we'll be going at the end of the month. We'll also have a kind of Pulp Fiction-y what you're talking about episode. So uh, that's what we got coming up. Thanks so much for, for listening, supporting us, and we will be talking to you soon.